Hey, what's up? Today we are talking to Cody Stewart, the drummer of the Browning, and he is also a full-time producer. And we talk about him transitioning to being a full-time producer over the course of the past three years and what it's like and what he's doing. And he's getting to all sorts of genres besides metal. He does a lot of metal, a lot of rap, a lot of country stuff that he's getting into now. And we talk about all of that. Really good convo. And it's just nice to catch up. It's just weird to catch up with someone that I toured with for seven years straight, you know? But, you know, we talk about going into this tour that's coming up. And speaking of the tour that's coming up, the Browning going on tour in July, July 7th to July 17th. If you want VIPs, go to moshvip.com slash the Browning. Pick up some VIP tickets with exclusive merch that's only available on that VIP. Come hang out at the show and say what's up. Again, that is moshvip.com slash the Browning. Check out the tour dates. Even if you're not doing VIP, come hang out and come jam for our first time in three years. It's going to be interesting. And so, yeah, I appreciate you guys being here. Let's get into this episode. I am Johnny McBee, and you're listening to the Burn This World podcast. All right, so we're here with Cody. How are you doing today? How's Nashville? Uh, I'm good. It's actually like really hot today. It's like 91, so I'm staying inside. Yeah, it's brutal <laughs> here today, too. The humidity is freaking crazy. I, ain't about I can only really imagine. Yeah, I ain't about <laughs> it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, nah. you post, I mean, you've been all over the place with what you've been doing recently. You're out in California for a few years, but back in the homeland, huh? Yo, yeah. Back to Nashville for sure. I'm not a city boy. No, <laughs> nah, city life not for me. I think it. I think it takes living in the city just for a little bit for everyone to realize. Nah, that's not tight. Oh yeah, definitely. I just could not handle like between like all the riots and like the crazy curfews and stuff and like martial law and stuff <laughs> in my neighborhood. Like it was insane, dude. I can't imagine. Yeah, I was I was living in the woods in Missouri when all that was going on. So. <laughs> God dang. <laughs> yeah, I I didn't feel any of that stuff, so I can't imagine what it felt like being in California during all that. Oh, it was insane. I had the helicopters over the house at like 4 a.m. Jesus. Like, oh, dude, it was the worst. Yeah, I can imagine. But, uh, I mean, Nashville, what, the city of music or whatever, music town? Yeah, music city. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Close enough. And, yeah. I mean, I've seen you doing some posts where you've been going into like these big crazy studios and stuff. Oh yeah, like I just been started doing that like uh, recently, I guess. Uh, just like hitting up different studios and kind of like networking and all that. Like, uh, it's just like nice to kind of see what other people are doing, like how everyone else's setup is. I guess like that really lit a fire under my ass to get my room done. You know what I mean? Yeah, they just sitting there with like a five hundred dollar laptop and Fruity Loops or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, that, that one room looked crazy, like the treatment they had. It looked like a bunch of sticks coming out the wall. Oh, yeah, I know. They got some wild stuff they're doing lately. Um, like, my room is, like, the first LED room they've done. So, like, uh, I don't know. That was, like, really crazy to see them figure that out, you know, like, the process. Uh-huh. And, like, Cody, he he produces full-time, mixes a whole bunch of different stuff. And uh, y'all just got a house, and you just got your room all sound-treated and everything. Does, do you do you notice, oh, yeah. like, a difference? Oh, big time. <laughs> really? <laughs> it's, like, it's like, it's oh, yeah, it's night and day. Uh, like, just my, 
my listening area, I guess, is just so tight and focused now. Like I can, I don't know. I just feel like I hear colors. Yeah. And so like the people, like looking at it from an outside perspective, people that don't necessarily get like super deep into sound, like what is even the point of that? You know? I mean, it's supposed to give me like a really natural flat EQ response just so I can like really hear like what's truly happening in a mix. Uh, just lets me be more accurate with my moves and stuff. Yeah, because like if you have a like a corner of the room that's throwing a certain frequency back at you, that can screw up like what it sounds like naturally. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that definitely cleared everything up for me. Heck yeah! And like with what you're producing recently, do you are you feeling like you're trying to move more towards one way or another as genre wise, or are you just taking anything coming at you? Oh man, so. I haven't ever really like said anything publicly, but I'm just like, man, metal is wearing me down. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> trying to trying to break into other stuff, like uh, making beats and stuff. Obviously, I've been posting that kind of stuff for a while, but uh, lately it's been like kind of the country moves and stuff like that. Getting in with like different producers from around the area, trying to you know land some big country placements, you know, get some of that real money. You know what I mean? Why is why is metal wearing you out? uh just so much of it like i don't know there's to me there's almost like so much distorted guitars and 808s and big heavy drums that you can listen to before you feel like you've just heard everything right and so i don't know sometimes it's hard for me to like really care like other times like i'll I'll do great i guess or like feel like i did great but sometimes i'm like man not another metal record yeah. <laughs> you know? like at some point like what can i do different you know yeah exactly and, and like most metal clients don't want me to like experiment and do weird stuff with their music you know so yeah definitely yeah they just want the industry standard kind of heavy loud yeah. and just yeah do the thing yeah no yeah no weird stuff <laughs> yeah well weird, weird stuff's where it's at that's where it gets attention that's where you know i mean even like the lorna short mixes so many people were talking crap on it because it was so different but like look oh, at yeah. them, you know who cares oh yeah they're ripping it yeah and i mean i i think it's partially too with metal it's not only just uh that the mixes and stuff is similar but so much of the music is just like overdone i feel like it's just nothing is interesting to me musically. Is there any bands that you're that you think are just abs- like taking it to a different level? I don't know. I wouldn't say about like different level. I mean, like Lorna is obviously like a good example because they're you know obviously smashing shit. But like as far as like other than that, I don't know. I don't really pay attention to most bands because I just I'm never satisfied i feel like i get let down more than anything oh big time i it, i like I, I can't I'll hit play on a band mm-hmm. oh, sorry i didn't mean to no, cut you off i hit play on like a, a song or whatever i'm like wow it sounds like blah 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 that i used to listen to in high school like i can't <laughs> listen to this exactly and i hate whenever um, a song starts and i could basically i can i could get a piece of paper and write out the structure like i already know what's going to happen and oh yeah, exactly. that's so boring. And uh, Lorna is such a weird thing because they're they've gotten so much popularity, but they're also like so extreme. You wouldn't think, and it shows that an extreme metal could get popular if done or done right or has the right personalities behind it. Really, right? But yeah, yeah they, so many bands trying to sound like Breaking Benjamin or whatever. <laughs> yeah, everyone's trying to be the Octane band. Yeah, and that active rock stuff is so boring to me, but 
to I I just from the metalhead perspective, I can't stand that so many like quote unquote metal bands are trying to be, you know, rock bands and I don't know. It just it bothers me. It really does. It's so boring. <laughs> yeah. I definitely do get excited though when I hear like new stuff or just someone doing something different. I don't know. Like lately my biggest uh just like breath of fresh air honestly with ronstein i don't know if you peep that new record yeah I, it's sick i think it's better than their last it's oh it, yeah their same. stuff is so timeless um and this is have this record's heavier too yeah there's like several like really good like like the entire crowd is going to sing that crap you know what i'm yeah. talking about like there's three or four songs like that yeah and that's that I feel like Germans just do it right. Germans always write weird stuff and good stuff and interesting stuff. That's like all my favorite bands are German. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My my only concern, Eskimo, is, it really realistically is one of my favorite bands musically, but I've, I'm worried that they're going to get stuck in a niche of what they're doing where it's like the past like three or four songs they've done are very, very similar to each other. Oh, yeah. I haven't even like, I mean, I've probably heard like a couple of them. Have you seen pictures of their tour they're doing? I've seen pictures of them on the stage. It's, like, they're freaking pyro and stuff. <laughs> they're insane. I mean, when we toured with them, like, the big show was, like, 3,500. But now it's, like, yeah. every single show. It's crazy. I, I, I don't know. Jesus. It's sick just because we toured with them. When was that, that first tour we did with them? Like, 2013. Yeah. That was my second or third tour with the Browning, I think, was, yeah. And that Eskimo. was even mind blowing then. Like the fa- the following they had then, it was just it really was. Yeah, there was a couple rooms that were like two thousand or a thousand cap. I think yeah. like Cologne and some other place. And for that, like us back then, we were tripping <laughs> <laughs> big time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you don't you don't see bands with that kind of following in the states. I feel. I feel like they they have such diehard fans that are going out to all their shows, and I think Europeans just show that uh, more so than oh, anyone yeah. in the states. It's crazy. Oh yeah, like I just had some clients born in Hugo out there, uh, and I told them I was like, "Hey, like people in Europe, especially Germany, they just freaking love going to shows. So y'all are going to have like some of the best shows you've ever had in your life." Yeah, <laughs> and of course it was like great shows for them. Who'd they go? Who'd they go to Europe with? Uh, King Eight Ten. Oh, okay, that's it. And uh, and the uh, Cabal, or I think is who it is. That co- that Cabal band's pretty cool. They're they're heavy. Yeah. Yeah, I saw their videos and stuff. They're posting stories. They seem pretty good or pretty sick. Yeah, and I just with metal, I I do just wish that people would be more experimental. And I do think that like the bands that are doing best right now are the bands that have uh very distinct standout vocals, like Lorna Shore or Knocked Loose. Um, Yeah, you can tell them from anybody, like right out the gate. And, right, man. We just we went to South by or not South by. I guess it's called So What now. Uh, but right, uh, right, right. both those bands, the they they had the biggest crowds, even compared to the headliners, and the crowds were just popping off. Knock loose really kills it, like next level. Oh yeah, they crush it, dude. Their videos and stuff are nuts. Yeah, have you seen them like in person yet? No, I haven't. <laughs> it's a it's a different vibe. I I mean, I guess this was the first show I've been to, and like two and a half years or whatever but still um i think that their energy was through the roof compared to anyone i've pretty much ever seen yeah like even the videos and stuff that i've seen are just like next level like you don't see anyone going crazy over bands like that yeah and the the band they just seem like they 
they really have the right energy and the right mentality on stage. They're getting it and just just going ham. And how do how do you think it's gonna feel getting back out there after three years now? <laughs> I don't know. For me <laughs> yeah. personally, like uh, emotional a little bit probably. Yeah, definitely. And um, there was one point where I definitely like accepted that. I probably was never going to play a show again, at least normally. Mm -hmm. So like coming, coming fully back from like, you know, thinking I was never going to play a show to God dang, I got a tour coming up. You know what I mean? Like, and it's coming up quick. I don't know. Yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like I was literally about to practice today actually. Like, Mm -hmm. oh yeah. Funny thing. The playing, playing the whole new record, like fully fills all my, uh, my rings on my Apple watch. Oh really? There you go. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, besides the standing one, but yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's funny. The, uh, <laughs> and it is going to be weird. I mean, it has literally been like three years. It was like the middle of 2019 was the last, yeah. the last run. Sep- September is yeah. when Ginger ended, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to, it's going to be weird. I'm, I'm concerned like <laughs> partially yeah. just, I, I think we're going to be fine, but I mean, I don't know. I have, I've, I'm active. Like we hike and kayak and stuff, but I ain't been jumping around, you know? Yeah. I think I'm. I mean, you throw my back out straight up. <laughs> I think you'll probably get along just fine, especially if you've been hiking and crap, just like on your feet and yeah. stuff. I think that's like the biggest thing. I might just post like, up more than normal. Like I, I, I was watching a lot of these vocalists, and then again, they're out outdoors performing. A lot of them were just posted up, like just making their vocals good the, rather than going crazy. Stand. Yeah, I, I think know. the stand is a cool dynamic. I mean. I don't know. I, me personally, my, my favorite band ever, Oceana, they did the mic stand thing and it was yeah. like sick as crap. I don't know. I, I thought that was like the coolest thing ever. I might try it out. Uh, just cause I don't know. I, I think there's two types of vocalists. There's ones that run around, go crazy and only do like a quarter of their vocals. And then there's ones that just post up and don't really move besides some headbangs and they do all of the vocals like flawless, you know? Yeah. And I also think like, people like jonathan davis for example he does a little bit of both yeah. like he runs around with the mic and posts up at the, the stand and stuff yeah and there there's enough parts in the browning that's instrumental that i could run around i think i think i'm gonna try it especially oh, yeah. in my old age <laughs> i mean seriously yeah, being mean, three years older than the last time we toured that's weird as crap yeah i could see that i, I, I mean yeah i mean i it, i definitely feel older for sure it's weird but to I think, think it's about. partially because I've just been sitting, <laughs> you know, living at a desk for like the past three years. Yeah. So like, yeah, like I've been, I've been doing run, like I've been going on runs. I've been freaking jumping jacks, like right. <laughs> playing, playing drums for hours, like trying to get my stamina up. Like, yeah. I mean, it used to be weird if we had six months off, you know? And, oh yeah. And it would feel like, I remember <laughs> one time we got in the van on tour and sat there and we were all like cracking up as me you and colin like sitting up in the front and uh said something i said i haven't laughed in six months <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, i haven't smiled in six months right <laughs> so it's yeah. it's weird that now we're <laughs> three full years it's weird because even like just the overall like length of our career like together like you've been in the band for since 2012 2011 yeah yeah 2012 the end of 2012 yeah so 10 years but three of those years was sitting yeah that's weird (laughs) yeah like sitting and grieving pretty much yeah like i don't know i think we're gonna do good though i I think that we'll be fine uh 
still do the standard, you know, one day of practice before, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I was wondering about that, how we're going to handle that. Yeah, I, I'm going to get like a rehearsal studio and uh, get everyone yeah. in a day early. And so how do you, how do you feel about um, having two, two new people out on the tour too? <laughs> I mean, it's going to be weird. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But I mean, we're going to, we're going to sort it out though. I mean, I think, Keem and John or Judge, <laughs> I think I think they're both good people. Yeah, and I think it'll be cool to just like I don't know have like a new dynamic. Yeah, and I think musically everything's gonna be fine. I think everyone's gonna get along, and so really that's what I, I'm just trying to go out and chill and play some music, and I don't know, kind of get back into it, and uh, I don't know, but it's definitely gonna be weird. And of course, over the over a three year period probably every single band changed out half their members it's just yeah so much so much of life changed yeah like a lot of bands just aren't coming back true (laughs) because of it true people discovered that they're better off domesticated or whatever (laughs) yeah and for you like what changed in not like excluding not touring uh what was the biggest shift for you over the course of these three years like what you're doing for your like personal career side I mean, the the biggest change for me at first was just, like, getting used to the fact that I didn't have, like, that escape to look forward to, like, leaving on tour. Because, like, having that to look forward to all the time is just kind of like, you feel like you're going to have a release at some point and you can just, you know, relax. But the the feeling of going through your head, like, you might not, you know, see Europe ever again or something like that. Like, yeah. you may not ever you know, actually play drums in front of someone ever again, that kind of thing. Just that was really crazy to get used to. Um, but like, then it was like the fear of like, you know, like, Oh shit, I'm going to, you know, be like broke as crap if I don't get something going. And yeah. so like, cause like at that point my money was like half and half, like Browning and mixing and stuff. Yeah. Cause we were, we were touring like well, like well often enough to actually make some money. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I just, I just kind of used that fear <laughs> to like, <laughs> like channel that fear to grind and my my mixing crap. I mean, definitely, uh, I guess like benefited from the whole COVID thing, COVID COVID situation. Like having to sit inside all day and be cooped up. Like, I I just went super sane with my mixing stuff. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, it kind of gave everyone an opportunity to take time off of tour to get their their careers in line so when touring comes back up it's not 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 the only thing that we got going on and uh yeah yeah and i mean you your stuff you got some really good placements and some really good artists under your belt now since since then appreciate it do you think that uh like as far as um being a producer did you get more business because people were chilling at home or did you get less business because you think there was less bands trying to be active? Like, I mean, to be honest, like I made the most money I ever made in my life in 2020. Like I, it must've been just, yeah, people stuck at home, like writing and like remote mixing is already my business. So whenever that's what everyone was doing, like Mm -hmm. not a lot of people can remote mix and just like get stems and just, mix it from the ground up and make it sound sick so like yeah. that's just kind of where i stepped in and i don't know like on top of me trying to make my shit better uh yeah people just really needed remote work done yeah and so i was able to really capitalize i feel like yeah i mean that 
they had nothing else to do. Sit there and make music. Yeah. Yeah, for real. <laughs> and I feel I'm, like a NASCAR driver at the end of a race, like talking about how, how well my car ran. <laughs> Team did good. Yeah. Car ran good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it's, uh, I, I think that it's going to create a new kind of standard for the operation of bands. Uh, I think that it shifted people needing to release music more often rather than, you know, three years in between records or something. I think, I think it's kind of made people start getting to doing the EPs more. And so I feel like for your business, I think it, it's actually a good shift in the industry because it'll be more consistent, like artists yeah. coming to you. Yeah, definitely. I, I feel like the the flow of artists that came through the pandemic, like a lot of those people stuck around with me too. So like, mm-hmm. it, you know, multiplied my, what's it called? Uh, portfolio, I yeah, guess. Definitely. And as far as the diversifying it too, like as a producer, cause there's, there's a lot of people that listen to this podcast that are in bands that are, you know, trying to record themselves or, you know, whatever, trying to do that kind of stuff. And so, mm-hmm. uh, were you, I remember whenever you started mixing full time, you were just on, you know, a little $500 laptop that barely ran and, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're doing a lot of, a lot of stuff back then on that. And now, you know, you got the big setup, but, um, what do you think is like the main way that someone can like go from, Hey, I do this passively to like with my little setup to then upgrading and doing it more full time. Like, what do you think is the, the first big step or the the trajectory to become like a more serious producer, even if it's for their own band? Uh, I mean, you just gotta like not look at it as a hobby anymore. Like I, I treated as a, like a lifeline to be honest, like, you know, like that was, this is the only thing I'm good at. So I was like, I gotta make this work. <laughs> so yeah. like I went from barely being able to make a mix happen to like just scouring YouTube and forums and crap. Like, you know, I really wanted it. Like I had to make yeah. something happen. So it's like, I don't know. I like forced it. Did you, <laughs> so it's like, if, did you ever do any of like the, the courses? I forget what they're called, but like the Joey Sturgis courses and like that kind of stuff. Yeah. At the very beginning. Yeah. I did like the first two nail the mix, yeah. uh, things. I think it was like chunk, no captain chunk and one other band. Do you think things like that are beneficial? Yeah. Yes. And no, I feel like now it's it's a little bit I wouldn't say watered down or anything, but it's like they don't really show how to like make tones from scratch anymore. They kind of just show how to like like process stuff that's already been printed for you. I don't know. Maybe yeah. it's maybe it's different now, but last time I checked in it seemed a little bit different. Yeah. Here's how to make a good sounding guitar. Buy my plugin. <laughs> yeah yeah or that yeah yeah it's, but, a, it's true though but it, they do make it to where you can just buy these plugins and they sound sick i feel like so many people could just record themselves but there is a, a different level whenever it comes to mix and master that um you know it takes a lot of time and a lot of a lot of knowledge and i feel like yeah. a lot of it's just a grind like doing as much as possible yeah definitely like grinding it is a big thing like it like you can definitely go from having like a job to doing this if you just if you really think you can do it and you really want to do it and you just can't stand the fact that you're working like a day job or whatever like if you want it bad enough you can do it like if i can do it anyone can do it so (laughs) yeah you know like and and i i agree with you on the on the thought of like this is what i'm good at 
type deal because I think about that all the time of like, what can I do that has like the highest earning potential? Because it's not like I'm a super smart dude that can go get an IT job or a tech job somewhere and, you know, work in software. Like, I can't do that crap. I'm not smart enough for that. But like, so if I want to make the most money possible, it has to be a creative thing because I feel like creativity is like what I'm best at. And so it's like, I would be doing myself a disservice if I got a a job and wasn't doing something creative, uh, just because that's like my highest earning potential is if I was doing something creative. Right. It fills that void too. Yeah, for sure. And as creative people, if you're not being creative, it's kind of a, a, a big big hit on the mental and that was that was something hard to figure out during covid but i mean luckily for what you were doing did you feel that um even though you are mixing other people's music and working on other people's music did that give you like the fill the void of the creative juices that you needed (sighs) yes and no like i i love mixing almost the same as i love performing so it was kind of like half of me died or something almost, but like, yeah. uh, like, uh, I don't know. I mean, like it, it allowed me to just like really just full folly. Or I can't talk fall fully into mixing. Um, and I kind of like discovered like a new love and kind of appreciation for the shit that I do now. Mm-hmm. But I feel like now because I've been off, you know, stage for three years, I feel like it's going to be like relearning like a whole new appreciation for, yeah. Like, you know, playing live. Like, I'm probably going to be back there crying like a baby the first set. <laughs> not even, not even going to lie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, I'm, so, I'm interested to see the, um, if I could make it through a set without passing out <laughs> for so many yeah, reasons. Yeah. That's, like, that's also my, yeah. Same for me. <laughs> <laughs> so many reasons. I mean, even like a potential like rush of adrenaline, like thinking about, especially since we went to this festival this last weekend, like in like mine and yours normal life, we would be back there playing that festival. We've played that festival before and it's like multiple times. Yeah. I would, we would be right there normally, but I'm in the crowd watching them and it feels so like otherworldly to me. Like, wow, that'd be weird if I was up there right now, which I normally would be, (laughs) but it's, yeah, yeah. And it's weird for Amanda too. Uh, just thinking that it feels like another life. It really does. Yeah. I mean, it's like a, it's like standing in other people's shoes, literally. Like, <laughs> yeah. just looking at it from the outside. Have you been to any shows? Uh, well, yeah, you've gone to a couple, haven't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've been to quite a few, actually, since the uh, show started up back here in Nashville, for what's sure. The, what's the best one you've been to recently? Uh, man, Kaylee played here, actually. Their yeah. band played here, and it was actually nuts. Really? Um, yeah, it was actually really crazy. And then uh, I saw Lorna here. They sold that bitch out. That was wild. Um, yeah. Let's see, who else? Who else? I remember because uh, 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 Kaylee just went on tour recently too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She how, just um, How'd that feel, her going out on tour before you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was really fine with it. I was yeah. like, hey, you, you go. You let me know how it is. Like, yeah, true. <laughs> Yeah, you'd be the guinea pig. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no one died. They came back safe hey. and sound. So heck yeah. 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 And uh how is that by the way? Like being cause so often um 
people in bands are not with someone that's in a band, right? And so it's there's always this right. really stressful dynamic um, as being a musician that's that's going out and your significant other sitting at home, and they might not necessarily understand like why you're doing it or like get upset like that's that's a lot of times whenever dudes quit bands it's because of something like that but you're in a situation where you guys are both full-time musicians uh and so it it's definitely a different dynamic than most people would be in and so how does it feel like being in like a uh especially as long as you guys have been together uh two people that are musicians it's it's weird. Like, it's like we live like parallel lives almost. It's like, we don't really, I don't know. We, we just have like this crazy connection. I, it's just like when you speak each other's like language kind of, yeah. you, you, you understand each other's frustrations and stuff. And like, that's kind of how we first, I guess, like, uh, connected yeah. is on that level. And it, it's just like freeing, honestly, like just, I don't know, having, someone that just understands like the feeling of, you know, going out and being on tour and just like the feeling of not answering your phone right away and shit like that. that people just immediately yeah. trip out about, I don't know. Definitely. Yeah. Cause like it's, a lot of people don't realize how, how busy you might get on tour or like when you might be busy and they're like, it's 10 o'clock. Why aren't you texting me? It's like, well, I just got off yeah. stage and I'm almost dead. Yeah, exactly. It's like, why haven't you responded to me? I called you an hour ago. Like, you know, my phone's been charging or right. whatever. Like, but she gets it because she's out there doing the same thing. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so that that is such a weird dynamic. Do you is like all you guys talk about is music? Nah. Well, I mean, yes, but we try not to. Yeah. <laughs> we both just like like we like Pokemon. Yeah, <laughs> like there you that, go. that's our that's our thing together. Like, we'll sit there and watch people open up Pokemon cards and shit. Heck yeah! And we'll just turn off the world around us and just you know nerd out on something or like i'll watch her play a video game or vice versa like yeah i don't know we're the same person in a lot of ways <laughs> yeah and i mean she's out there grinding too i mean i just saw her up at at so what fest she went there flew all the way there and crap just to look for a tour try to find someone to tour yeah. with like yeah that's real networking. grind yeah 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 she's flying places meeting people just to like meet people like yeah i don't know it, it's crazy she's like on top of it right now yeah and i mean my wife gets real annoyed me talking about music so much, but oh yeah, I bet. do you ever get the feeling of like her just nonstop talking about her band and uh, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and no, I mean, I'm I'm sure it's the same with me too. Like whenever I get excited about you know like the tour we have coming up, like mm-hmm. she hears it for me all the time. So yeah, but yeah, no, like I hear like their drama and oh yeah, it, it's just like. You have to like tune it out sometimes for sure, but <laughs> well, now you know how it feels. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, I and mean, that's it's, it's ridiculous. Would you ever play drums for them if they needed it? Yeah, I mean, I have actually in the past. Like, I did like one song, but yeah. like, yeah, I mean, I kind of write most of the drums, so yeah, I probably could. Yeah, that's the fallback plan, man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah, and that's like. I mean, the, their music is real dynamic too. Um, with what they do, just uh, do you think that uh, being with her too, and um, the different genres that she might have gotten you into, or you might have got her into, do you think that um, 
anything like that goes into play with trying to diversify what you're doing or are you just trying to diversify just strictly for monetary purpose like you need to make more money so you got to get out of metal no i mean like i just like creating new stuff like whenever i first started making beats it was like oh my god this is so refreshing you know what i mean like i mean i'm sure you know the same feeling like just like oh my god i don't have to mess with a distorted guitar tone and worry (laughs) about how perfect it sounds like i could just hit a fucking 808 and it sounds great you know what i mean like I don't and know. So, the, like being in Nashville, do you think that there's potential to work with big country artists? Like, how do you make those oh, kind yeah. of connections? I mean, the same thing that Kaylee does, like go out and meet people. So, like here, it's like you gotta go to Red Door, like go to the bars, like you go to country bars like, now. Well, that's that's I mean, kind of every bar in Nashville is a country oh, bar, true. really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah, like all the producers all hang out together, uh, and yeah, you just go down and meet people or you you run into someone it's just like la or new york city like stuff just falls in your lap if you're in the right room at the right time crazy yeah yeah i've never lived anywhere that's anything like that (laughs) (laughs) yeah of course yeah (laughs) but i mean that that's where they are though i mean most producers like they have a vice either you know weed or alcohol so Mm -hmm. and all social stuff yeah exactly so you can pretty much count on finding people there yeah yeah, and I mean that's that's sweet to be able to just go out and try to connect on that level because and I feel like a lot of people would struggle to to make certain connections like that and they you know reach out on Instagram or whatever. But really, the best thing would be to face to face, like be able to hang out and know that you guys get along and everything. Yeah, knowing knowing that someone's a real person and not just like a total like scam artist, just exactly. like faking credits and stuff and all that, like. Mm-hmm friends with your friends or like they've done work you're familiar with that type of thing all these freaking metal drummers are playing with big country artists now yeah pablo pablo <laughs> jared from uh fit fiffer king oh is he really yeah Who's he's he playing with he's playing with co wetzel well shit yeah and so i mean it makes sense though because the thing is country artists didn't stop touring through covid they were just going for it oh uh, yeah i know uh, uh cody ash too yeah he place for uh, jelly roll now yeah and so these (laughs) these musicians they're like yo i need money and all i can do is play drums so hey join a country band country yeah Yeah, exactly country is untouchable it really is and i mean it's it's huge too like nothing else really draws like that so consistently i feel like i mean even some of these like rap festivals that that i'll see like you know they can sometimes be a little shot uh oh yeah definitely these country things you're they're huge no matter what yeah yeah i'd say it's like comparable compare oh my god i can't talk comparable to playing in uh like europe like like playing metal in europe just people are going to show up Mm -hmm. like people love that stuff there i wonder how the energy i've never been to a country show of you i have not i don't think i've been to a rodeo a long time ago i I don't think a rodeo counts but (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's kind of it's it's the same people just enjoying a different thing, right? I feel like I think <laughs> it was like a rodeo, but then there was like a country artist that came on and played like after or something. And I mean, Dang, that'd be that'd be hard as a country artist. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, it's like that's like playing before a freaking motor, motocross right uh, freestyle competition or something. <laughs> that'd be hard as fuck. Yeah, I mean, it's cool that they have some dynamics like that. Metal does a, a lot of people are playing at Dreamhack. That's coming up, or it might have already happened. And so it's cool to 
some genres can kind of coincide with different events like that. But I think metal's a little limited on <laughs> the reach of it uh, for what yeah. it can do. But most definitely, yeah. And what's your of like the stuff that you've worked on, uh, like outside of metal? So you've done like some kind of pop rock. You've I, you did some like Japanese almost anime intro sounding artists. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you've done some country rap. You've done some straight up rap, like pop stuff. What's your what what of those other genres is giving you the best feeling right now? Honestly, like country rap stuff, like making beats with like country guitars. Man, something about that is so fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like the old town road effect yeah. like it just some of that stuff just sounds like it's meant for each other and we've just been ignoring it for so long <laughs> yeah uh so like dude when you get like a good loop and you put like a serious beat to it yeah i don't know man and especially if you get like a good vocalist that lays some good stuff on it and you get it back yeah oh, there's something about it man <laughs> <laughs> well it's it's one of those things it's it is probably in music it's probably like the most recent like new trend i feel like yeah uh a lot of people seen it more and more for sure yeah but it does make sense i mean i'll i I do live out in the country in a lot of places and you'll get these country boys rolling up in the truck like playing you know rap you know with the system and everything yeah like playing rap out of their big ford f-350 that's you know yeah i mean some some people are like that in the south like mississippi and stuff like that like my stepdad is from mississippi and he had a truck like with a system in it when i was like 11 like (laughs) good old boy and everything yeah so it makes sense and i mean even just i feel like country music most of the time uh it's all about just like having a good time and so it's like you can dance to rap music you can dance to country music and just going for it and i mean it even lyrically, it makes sense because uh, I mean, a lot of rap is about partying and having a good time, and then a lot of countries doing the same thing. Yeah, pretty much. There's there's a lot of like connecting going on between like the rap and hip. I mean, uh, the rap and country community yeah. for sure. Like, uh, what's his name? Lil Derek has a song with somebody about uh, Broadway girls down on Broadway in Nashville, like downtown Nashville. Uh huh. Like, it's it's a lot more closer knit than you think. Maybe Nashville would be the new LA. I mean, honestly, it's looking like that. Like we have a lot of people like followed us from LA, like almost directly after we moved here. Like a lot of her best friends moved here. Freaking yeah. Matt Bender moved here from Texas. Like, oh, really? Yeah, people moved here from all over. Yeah, I mean, I was wondering where it was going to. I think Austin, big time city for a lot of Californians that dipped. Yeah. Um, but we thought yeah. about that one too. Yeah, Nashville. I feel like Nashville would be better than Austin, but. I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, comparable. I I would feel like yeah. Yeah, Six there's a lot going on. Probably about the same. Yeah, yeah. And uh, these studios that you're going to, these these big ones, are you trying to get working in a studio, like to be able to like do sessions in there? Or are you just trying to connect with the producers? I mean, honestly, whatever happens, happens. Like, I'm down to like that's something else you have to be weary of is like as a producer is like some people want to make music like on the spot like you may go to yeah. a, a studio and think you're going to be like you know checking it out being a fly on the wall whatever just chilling but you may you know get thrown into a song before you know it yeah true um so it's like i mean you kind of have to be ready for whatever uh especially if you just if you're really trying to make something happen like opportunities will pop up like that if you're just in the room so yeah true maybe you got to be a session drummer for some country artists that'd be sick 
Yeah, I could do. Yeah, I could see that. Might be a little boring. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'd be so bored, but making beats for country artists—that's different. Yeah, true. <laughs> and what do you what do you think? Um, it is about it, that. It is about doing that combo. Like, does the the type of beats that you can make for it? Like, how do they differ from like a typical like pop beat that you would make? I mean, like. I don't know. I mean, you, you it, it's like trap and country are both bass heavy. So it's like you kind of use the same bass lines just with like a heavy 808 or like yeah. not even a heavy 808, just a regular 808, whatever sounds good, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like a lot of them use the same tempos, like 120, 140, somewhere in there. Um, I don't know. It, it's just like you can get the same kind of swing country feel that you can with like True. a beat. Yeah, definitely. Just vibing and talking yeah, about like drinking beers and stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you just just take the beat and start talking about you know your dog or your wife or <laughs> leaving you or whatever you know. Your dog and your wife leaving you at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Saddest day of your life. And then talk about an ice cold beer somewhere in the bridge <laughs> to to bring to bring the chorus back and then yeah yeah you know and then you end the song by talking about ice cold beer. Yeah, again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Or yeah. mudding in your truck. There you go. And um, this tour that's coming up, how do you feel oh, yeah. about it being so short? Hey, it, it's 10 days, but it's an hour and a half set. <laughs> so it's going gonna, it's gonna to feel like a whole month. It's going right. to be a whole month worth of ass beating in 10 days. Yeah, for real. I was just going over the stuff with John, uh, the guitarist, and... He had he'd been marking down the songs that that I was listing off. He was like, "Well, we're at twenty now," and I'm like, "Oh, maybe I need to relook at this." <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, we got to work in like uh, rests and like tuning stuff and all that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I think twenty might be a little much. And the only thing that's bothering me about it is that I feel like I don't really get in the groove until like a weekend. But yeah, it's like a week and a half long tour, so. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like, yeah, by the time we're, like, already into it, it's going to be, like, over with. You stoked for this festival in Kentucky? Oh, yeah. there's I got, like, six or seven clients on that thing right now. Oh, really? I'm going to have to stay, like, yeah, I'm going to have to go up there, like, the whole weekend. Oh, true. Yeah. Get posted up and just network. Yeah. Also, I think uh, Kaylee might be touring during then, so I might not be able to drive up. So I'll probably have to fly in. Hey. First class, hey. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, impending doom. Uh, have you checked out their new stuff yet? Oh yeah, I actually uh, I peeped it like probably two weeks ago, and I had to tell Brooke immediately. I was like, "Dude, that is gnarly stuff." Yeah, they're I, I think no they're idea. their most underrated band. Oh yeah, I, I just I can't believe so many people aren't just like on. I don't know. They're my favorite heavy band ever, so I just yeah. can't comprehend when other people are just like, yeah. You know, right? Yeah, because I mean, I see, you know, like Suicide Silence was at So What Fest, and a lot of these big heavy bands are there, and I'm just wondering why, like Doom, isn't on the top of everything because they, they really have, they've always made the heaviest crap out there, and I feel like they also have never had a bad record, you know? No, not at all. And so I wonder what it is. I, I wonder if it's the Christian thing. No, I, I don't know. I mean. Brooks like a really humble dude, so maybe yeah. they're just like not obsessed or anything with like maybe he's not worried dominating, about it. even though 
Yeah, even though they like very easily could, I feel like, you know. Yeah, I don't think the Christian thing would hold anyone back like that at all. I think it's uh especially they they do that they do it right. Like they don't have overbearing lyrics about it. Yeah. Yeah, and definitely. It's still the the darkest, heaviest music out there. I'm I I'm just so surprised they're not just on top of the world with it, but I think you're right. He's he has a family. Maybe he's just more focused on that and just doing the music for the side. And I mean, still killing it though, right? In the best freaking deathcore. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And with it, wasn't Pending Doom one of the first like deathcore bands that you were into whenever you were younger? Oh yeah, definitely. Like Nail Dead Risen. I discovered that album when I was like, like 14 or 15. Yeah. Like uh, that song condemned. <clears throat> that was my MySpace song for the longest hey, time. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I, yeah. I freaking saw Broken Side this weekend. Are you serious? Yeah, they were at they were at so what? <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's crazy. I I played a couple shows with them in my first band ever. Really? Yeah, like way back in the day, like 2007. Yeah, they were freaking on top of the world back then. Yeah, I remember. That's crazy, dude. I was uh, the. It was interesting how, like, one of the songs that synth kicked in, I was like, whoa. It, like, kicked straight into my brain. I was like, I know this one. I haven't heard it in uh, freaking 35 years, but dang. And, I mean, yeah. they, they were doing good. It was, you know, it's definitely a totally different feel. They're just, you know, screaming over rap and everything and uh, over, yeah. like, some techno beats and whatnot. And it's it's fun. If but they, like, re- If they, like, redid their shit, I bet they would be crazy. Yeah, I think if they had some more modern sounding beats and whatnot, they could really kill it. But they old. Are they like yeah. how old, like actual age? Like how yeah, old are age they? wise, I would if I had to guess, I would guess they are all over their forty. God dang! Yeah, and he, they even said it on the stage. They're like, "We're just a bunch of weird old guys," but thanks for being <laughs> here. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, the crowd was popping wow. off for them though. Damn. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, fucking, that's like a nostalgia band right there. Straight up. I mean, they, I I was standing at the stage they were at. They were on, like, the monster stage before, and, like, a random uh, punk band was playing before, and it was, like, pretty empty. But then halfway through the punk band, the whole area just filled up. I'm like, dang, everyone is coming out for Broken Side. It was good to that's see. That's insane. Yeah. And I I was bummed. Uh, Lil Xan canceled. I was real excited to see Lil Xan. Oh yeah, yeah. I heard about that. Yeah, I was, it was like a big uproar. Yeah, I was just trying to. I don't know. I I think it's just interesting to check out people that you wouldn't normally see. Like I've seen a million metal bands, but to watch stuff like Broken Side or Lil Xan or uh, I saw See You Space Cowboy. That was pretty good. Dang. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, I saw you saw uh, Shake Well too. Yeah, I was. I was. That was. Shakewell, Puya, all of them were like who we were kind of most excited to see. Um, you yeah. know, I don't get I don't get to go to rap shows, you know. Yeah, for real. And so, yeah, uh, Puya's sick. Yeah, his his stuff's crazy, but I don't know. I'm kind of. How do you feel about how much rappers and whatnot backtrack like the vocals full volume? I mean, like I don't mind it because it's like i i feel like i understand now that it's more about them just it's their presence it's them rapping over their song like their appearance is the show you know what i mean versus like the beat like obviously everyone's there for the music but people want to see the person like yeah it's much more of like a personality thing rather than oh look they're a sick rapper it's more so that they just i don't know it's because they do a different tone too they're 
even if they're doing like a chill voice in the song, they're like yelling it yeah, live. Yeah, they'll yell. Yeah. Yeah, to make it lit so that people can jump to it and whatever. Yeah. And that's definitely some, it's like, it's hard, it's hard for me not to listen and just be like, their recorded voice is so much louder than the real voice, but also you just have to look at it from a different perspective, like that they are just hyping up a crowd rather than performing the stuff. Yeah, like general population, they want to hear the exacts. Like, they just want to hear the record. They don't want to hear the live rendition of it. Yeah, exactly. They don't want to hear them sucking, like not being able to like, yeah. have their breath. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They want to. They don't want to hear the dude trying to attempt singing or singing live without tuning and all right. that. You know. Well, Shakewell and Puya, they both did this thing where um, the song, because a lot of them were doing like almost like a mix where they wouldn't play full songs. They would play like half a song or three fourths a song, but whenever they would mm-hmm. s- they would stop the backtrack and Puya and Shakewell were doing a thing where they would rap the whole rest of the verse with nothing else playing, so it was like their actual voice. And so, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, and like they actually, I mean, those dudes like they actually rap over the entire song yeah. too. Like they don't let half the song play while they're you know flexing in their clothes or whatever. You exactly. Know what I mean? <laughs> Like they're actually like performing and shit, so yeah, it's really cool to see that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, I was pretty stoked going out to the concert, and I don't know, it's it it made me very excited for um everything kicking back into gear, like for the Browning and everything, and just kind of getting back into it, and it made me anxious to be the one up on the stage because like these bands would get oh, these circle funny. pits going or these wall of deaths. So I'm like, dang, we do that. And it's gonna yeah. be weird to be the ones doing that again. Yeah, I know. I feel like it's just gonna be a huge rush of adrenaline. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm gonna black out from it. I'm not even gonna realize <laughs> what's going on. <laughs> I mean, probably same to be honest. Like, I'm gonna be back there. Like, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, I, hopefully it's going, chill. going through the motions. Yeah, and I wonder if it's just gonna kick in second nature like that or not. I guess we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. Playing new music is always weird, but playing a whole album of new music that you never played before is uh something we haven't done yet so true yeah I'm, I'm i'm wondering if we should cut out some more new songs to put some more old ones in probably or i don't know f it play all of it uh man there, there's a couple of the new ones that i'm still not okay with <laughs> i'm not gonna lie <laughs> yeah um, well i honestly whenever whenever the record's coming out and stuff i it was still unsure if there would ever even be tours off of it so like Part of the stuff we didn't even know if we would ever play live because I was like, dang, there might be a whole second album before we even get to go back on tour, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, half the crap, we didn't even know if we'd ever play it because <laughs> didn't know if tours would be available. <laughs> right. But, but, I mean, shoot, where, uh, what city are you most excited for on this tour? Uh, I mean, Denver. I'm yeah. also really curious about the, the Kansas City or whatever it was. Missouri yeah. date. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Young Medicine. Uh, they're from Kansas City, and it uh, was a it was a problem with a lot of uh, the places where a lot of the main venues we'd play wouldn't be shut or would be shut down or have a different setup. But Kansas City, there's nowhere. Uh, never played this place, but they said it's the only place worth going to. And uh, they do the picture you sent me had this tiny, tiny little corner stage. I guess they put out stage yeah. extensions, so they put out extensions on the stage for bands. Okay. Um, Good God, I was gonna say like I don't even know if I can put my drum kit up there. <laughs> yeah, that that honestly, the Kansas City show is probably the one I'm least excited for. <laughs> yeah, just, just I'm interested. 
Yeah. Room's like, freaking I feel me like out. people are going to show up, but I feel like the, the stage situation is going to hold us back. Because, yeah. like, we got lights and all this stuff, so. Yeah, I'm driving up to Kansas City this weekend to go pick up the lights and program the whole set. So. Dang. Yeah. There you go. I'm, I think I'm, I'm going to pick up some that. more. Yeah, I think I'm going to pick up some more lights for it, too. So. Uh, Dang. If y'all came and see the Browning and got blind, well, you're going to get double blind. No. <laughs> double. Yeah, you're going to be double, double not seeing. <laughs> you're blind and deaf from them lights. Yeah. <laughs> you just you just go mute. There you go. Uh, <laughs> I think the next one, I think we're, we're, if you could choose where the second tour would be, where would you want to go? Besides Europe. Europe don't care. Uh, in the States? Yeah. I mean, I dude, I literally get asked every day just about like when are y'all announcing more days right um like i literally like not even la- this morning yeah i woke up to a text from someone asking <laughs> when it, like when we were playing east coast like i don't even know i mean i like both yeah. <laughs> i like both east and west coast like um i'm trying to think of like my favorite venues who's got the better venues <laughs> i'm just trying to stay uh, in some good weather so wherever we go, there's got to yeah, be good weather. That. <laughs> yeah, true. Like, I guess, like, do East Coast in not the winter and then do hey. West Coast in not the summer. There we go. True. That's what we'll just know, base so... it all off of is where's the good weather at. That's where we'll go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's fair for everybody, I guess. Or is that yeah. not fair? <laughs> no, it's not fair, but we're going to be we're gonna be selfish. Yeah. It's time to treat yeah, ourselves. To... <laughs> yeah. I'm trying not to die. Yep. Like all day long. And it and it does feel a little more now like tour can be like a little more like treat yourself type moment to where it is really chill and kind of short so it's not so overbearing on everything else in life. It it feels like it could be something that's more of like a little vacation that also makes some pretty good money. Yeah. Yeah, just the fact that no one has to like leave their job forever. Right. Yeah. So. Heck yeah. Well, I appreciate you talking to me. Hell yeah. And everyone needs to come out to this tour in July. I think the first day is July 7th. Just go look yep. up on the Insta and the Facebook and check out them dates and come out on tour and come hang. 7th to the 17th. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Come well, what, see us. What, uh, what project you got going on next? What music you working on right now? Uh, right now, I'm mixing uh, this band, Savage Hands. They're a sharp tone band. Gotcha. Um, let's see. I am mixing Prompts, Japanese deathcore band. Um, they went viral last year and this year. Heck yeah. Uh, we're working on a record right now. Um, Got Myra Lore coming out here in a couple weeks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just did Myra Lore. That's going to be dummy. Yep. Absolute dummy mode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just got a lot of stuff, honestly. Not a lot of stuff's coming to mind right now, but yeah. there's probably five, five, six, seven projects I'm juggling right now. Jeez. <laughs> well, you better get yeah, to at it. At all times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm about to right after this. True. <laughs> all right. Well, I so, appreciate you talking to me. Yeah, man. This is nice. Yeah. Talk to you soon. All right. I'll see y'all. Bye. <laughs>